This is the Heath in Pursuit podcast with Heath Hollinsby. Each week we'll have a conversation with various folks who are actively engaged in the pursuit of truth. This is a show where anything can be discussed and probably will. A podcast for the seekers, the dreamers, the restless, the hurt and the broken. This is a podcast for you. Welcome to Heath in Pursuit. Welcome to the final Heath in Pursuit of 2021. And this one is called Finding Yourself Butt Naked in a Swiss Lake. Because I think that might happen for me in this new year. Um, so before we get going, just a couple things to clear off the table. Uh, remember, if you haven't yet left a review for Heath and Pursuit podcast on either Spotify or Apple or wherever you leave reviews, please do. I work hard, really hard to do these things and they're free for you and I don't have any ads. And so I'm not making money on this thing. I'm just enjoying doing it. And I, I really learn a lot from people who have listened to the show and said, Man, it's so helpful for me. And so something that would be really helpful for me would be if you left a review and a couple good stars and that will let us, uh, you know, get into some new people's ears, people that haven't heard the show yet. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be a cool thing to put on your calendar before the year expires. Uh, yeah. And another thing I'm doing is the Our Playful Universe Tour. So I've been doing that here and there for some time and having a lot of fun doing that. It's a 60-minute show that I wrote about everything from the space and atmosphere and universe expanding to the subatomic world. And then we talk about what it means to live and to be a full human being. And then we talk about everything from, uh, I don't know, the Age of Enlightenment to particles and radiation and separating things and how to determine who you really are without using science. It's really a fun show, blowing people's minds, and I would love to come do that in your city. So if you're interested, hit me up at either heathpursuit.com or heathhollandsby.com. Both of them will get you to me or send me a message on social media. Yeah, whatever it is. Email heathhollandsby at me.com. I will get back to you and uh, let's set that thing up. Okay. Enough commercial. Let's get into the show. Yeah, so this is my last podcast of 2021, but my hope is that in every week of 2022, I'm going to be able to put a new one of these out because you guys encourage me. It's just really cool being able to hear from people, uh, people that I talk to that I don't even know listen to the show that go, oh yeah, last week I heard the show and it was amazing and blah, 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 blah. Or old friends that hit me up saying, Hey, I just heard this podcast or people that message me on social media. I've never met that say came across your podcast and it really is helpful for me. And so I'm going to commit to working hard to get one of these out every single week in 2022 and I will fail. I'm sure, but, uh, I'm going to give it the best attempt. Yeah. So hold me to that. Call me out when I don't do it. Um, the other thing I was going to say is this is a different sort of podcast as we end this year. Because usually I like to plan podcasts. I like to do a lot of research. And if you look at my notes before I start recording, there's usually 12 to 15 pages of just research and thoughts and notes. Um, But this one's different because it's going to be off the hip to see how it goes. Uh, I just got a couple notes, a couple words, and um, yeah, we'll see how this one takes us. But I also want to say I never edit this show because there's some magic that happens. And I don't want to be so polished and 
clean that it doesn't feel like somebody who's actually sharing something that they're learning. And that's what I'm doing here. And so you get the coughs and you get it all. You get the the sips of the gin and tonic that I'm drinking here tonight. And you get the uh, whatever background noise or whatever interruptions happen. You get to come on the journey with me. And so, yeah, there's that one. All right. So today's podcast comes from a conversation that I was having with some friends over the last couple of days. I haven't seen these friends in a couple of years because of COVID. One of them lives in Switzerland. The other lives in Delaware. And uh, it was just a really good time catching up. And what I found out is these friends are way cooler than I ever gave them credit for. Because they've adapted, they've moved. Even since I've seen them last, they've become new people. And my friend from Switzerland, she is just a wild and crazy, awesome person just full of life and full of energy and trying new things. And as we were having, having a conversation, she just made a comment like, yeah, I, I never say no to anything. Everything's a yes with me automatically. And I thought, wow, what a cool way to live. Because I, th- I want to say deep down, I'm a yes person to, to trying new things and experiencing some new things, but not to the level that she is. And it was really like this electric jolt to my soul to go like, oh my gosh, what if it, what would it be like to be somebody who travels and tries something new and never turns situations down? And, um, and I got to thinking about a text from the old Testament in the, in, uh, in the Bible, um, in Genesis 12, there's a conversation between God and, and Abraham. And the text says, the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I'm going to show you why that's so important here. In that time and date, that region, thousands of years ago, there was a a view of history that people held that was cyclical, which meant that you you end up being a byproduct of whatever your parents were and whatever their parents were, and your kids would be the same. There was no real way to change direction. Where you were born, you died. Uh, your mother and your father all lived in this place, and you will as well, and your grandkids will. Um, most people never left the house because it was almost as if your life was already set before you. You became what your parents became. Your dad was a farmer. You became a farmer. Grandkids going to be farmer. Great, great, great grandkids going to be in the same location being a farmer. Um, you were, a, you know, a person who made bricks. That's what your grandparents did. That's what your great grandkids are going to do. You will not leave that location, that region. That's just what you become. And so that also meant that there wasn't a ton of travel. Everything was kind of in the house. You didn't have hospitals and clinics and, you know, outsourcing grocery stores and this and that. So living in the place that was everything to you, that center provided some really bizarre experiences because that, you know, you would usually be in a tent. It's not like they had these, you know, nice drywalled houses with air conditioning. You'd be in a tent and grandma would keel over and die and you'd keep grandma in the corner until it was time to bury her the next day or until the burial rites were all ready and, and, and the situation was set up so that the ceremony was prepared and grandma would just be kind of in the corner dead and you'd be having dinner or playing your games or, you know, whatever it might be on a Zoom call. And uh, same thing with birth. Like your mom might just kind of take off for a couple of days and come back around the corner with baby, uh, I don't know, baby Bertha. 
That, that's just how it was. You didn't have the ability to even understand how to think about going somewhere new because we're distant like from the starts and ends of our life, where we begin and where we end have different trajectories and we get to make that happen. But that just in the ancient world, that wasn't the case. You would see it all right in front of you because, okay, so, so Abraham gets his bizarre message. He's told to leave it all behind. Yeah. Go from your country, go from your people, go from your household to the land. I will show you get up and walk. And I'm not telling you where we're going. And what I want to say is that was a bizarre new way of thinking. That was a brand new idea in human history because people didn't do that. He was told to get up, leave, create a new future that has never existed before. He was told to enter the unknown and let's kind of see where this thing goes. Abraham was being invited into something that had never been done before. And so Abram left. And I use Abram and Abraham interchangeably and there's uh, theological reasons for that, and I'm happy to share it one time, but the same person, right? So Abram left, just three words. That's what it says. So Abram left later on in the text. But this is a start of a whole new way of thinking for human beings. You can leave the familiar and walk into a future that's not already been chosen for you. And that was mind-blowing. And that's why I think scripture personally is so progressive because it's showing us why human experience matters. And we might look back at it and go like, well, it was very primitive. They had slaves. Well, yeah, but like that was progressive. We're all progressing into something and it might not be as far along as we are now, but in 5,000 years from now, people are going to look back at us and go like, man, what a restrictive, misogynistic, racist, selfish society where kids are dying from starvation and the homeless are being not invited in homes. It, I mean, we are going to have a terrible stain on our history. And when you look back at scripture, it's easy to do that too. But you also have to flip the switch and see that this is a progressive book. It's, it's showing us why human experience matters. So when you read scripture, if you decide to or not, the question that you constantly have to ask yourself is out of all the stories in human history, why did this one matter? Why was this one worth writing down? And in the case of Abram, it's because it's, it's the dawning of a whole new world of consciousness. Your past doesn't have to be your future. Your family past doesn't have to lock you into what you're going to do. You can explore. You can be free. You can set out and see new horizons. You can take people with you. You can start new communities. You can forge new relationships. You can have new types of friends. This was mind-shattering when it came to consciousness at the time. And this is why it's important because each and every one of us has a lot more power to change our lives than we think we do. We are able to shape our lives. Now, some people can settle and grow roots, and that happens. But some can pick up and pack up and go. You can change jobs. You could quit your job. You can make new money. You can change industries. You can travel. You can decide to document that travel and make money off of it. We get to create our own futures. And so that's what's, that's what's happening here that is really mind-blowing. And that's an area that we get to look at the world differently, because when you give place a specific absolute value, like they used to do in the ancient world, it could absolutely fall apart. We tend to think that the home is the safest spot, but it's not always the case. Why? Because things change, and that's life. 
And we might have friends. I I would argue that all of us have some friends that we look at and go, ma'am, we have people in our lives that have stayed in places far too long. And then we've had other friends that have not stayed long enough. And that's just life. It's this evolving. But we tend to get a false security that the familiar is always the safest. But because we're evolving creatures, we're meant to progress. We're meant to adapt and grow and evolve. And I think a lot of that comes from saying yes more often. It's saying, hey, leave the land you're familiar with and go. Go somewhere new. Try something different. You can change your situation. Now, we each have our own paths. And we can't get jealous of what's happening for someone else, right? We can look at their life and go, man, they're real inspiration. They've made this change. They've decided to try this. They've taken up a new sport at 95 years old. Oh, at 70 years old, they decided to go to college and get their degree. Beautiful. Encourage that. It's incredible. But we have to make decisions for ourselves. We have to open ourselves to the newness, whatever that newness might be, that is calling us. And so the question I'd encourage us to ask is, what vision of the future makes you most happy? What vision of the future makes you more present and content and excited to wake up every morning? And this doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Often we... I don't know, we get just enough leading in our life to take that next step. It's not like we have this whole new path that we decide, I'm going to change careers, and here's the the scroll of exactly how it's going to pan out. No, it's like the universe just gives us the next step to take. And then we go to sleep, and the next day we get the next step. And then five, you know, 500 days later, we look back and go, I'm in a whole new place, and it feels good, and it feels right, and it's making me happy. But it's not going to be easy. It's going to be worth it for sure, but it's not going to be easy. And so a question I'd have for you is what vision of your life would you get out of bed each and every morning for? Because we often put way too much emphasis on job and way too little on our joy or even our journey. Like, you know, Alan Watts, who was an old British philosopher, was so brilliant, one of my favorites. And he used to say, like, we all think there's somewhere you have to go. You know, you, you go to school and then you get a good job and then you save up and you get the big house and you get married and you got the kids and then you have, you know, retirement once you've made it and then you kind of drift off living your best life, vacationing the world or taking cruises and all that. And life's just not that way. Yeah, most of us put put emphasis on security. We put it on a job. And yet in the middle, or, you know, not even in the middle, surrounding that job we're miserable and we're working for somebody else and it's not bringing us joy and it's not helpful for us to stay in that place, but we're too scared to say yes. We're too scared to take that step and see what happens. I think most people have been wondering what if about their lives for way too long. What if I would have gone here? What if I would have done this? What if I would have taken a year off and and traveled? What if I would have saved up a little bit of extra money so I could just quit my job and and just kind of figure out what I want to do next. We get to create our own destiny. Don't be the type of person that just sits there wondering what if your whole life. I remember uh, when I was living in Tennessee, I talked to this guy in the deep South. Like we're, you know, a hundred miles outside of Nashville, tiny little town. And he was 83 years old. So happy. He he bragged about how he had never traveled more than 50 miles from the place he was born. And I just thought, man, you haven't seen the ocean. 
You haven't seen the Grand Canyon? You haven't seen an Arizona or New Mexico sunset? You've not seen the Rocky Mountains? You've not dipped your toes in that ocean? You've not, like, seen it? I mean, it's, it's just amazing. And there was so much pride there. And I thought, what a small world. What a primitive world you're living in. And I think if we were to take honest assessments of where we're at, we'd, most of us would land in the same spot. I've played it far too safe. I haven't taken that risk. I haven't taken that step. And we've got reasons for that. You know, sometimes it's it's we we can't. Maybe we're caring for like parents that are sick, or maybe we are literally financially like have nothing. But yeah, maybe there's some circumstances that that dictate what we're able to do right now, but it shouldn't dictate that forever. I want to I want to share with you a couple examples of how in my own life I've I've said yes to things that have cost me greatly, and I want to share with you why I wouldn't ever change the directions that I've, I've gone. And this will probably, you know, scare some of you guys and freak some of you out. And some of you guys will be like, I didn't know that about you, Heath. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you a couple instances. Okay. Okay. First one. Um, I was working at a big church in town and it was falling apart. I didn't know if I was believing what I was teaching anymore. My marriage was in shambles. I was an alcoholic. Yeah. I was really dark thinking about taking my own life at, at different points. And, uh, and I hit rock bottom and I called, I called, I phoned a friend, you could say, who introduced me to some hallucinogenics. And so we did a weekend of mushrooms out in the Eastern Washington. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced in my life. And up to that point, I had been so opposed to this natural substance growing in nature because I thought it was a sin. And I found out, man, that was so freeing and so helpful and so beautiful. And it disoriented me enough. It shook me up out of the rigidity of the life I was living. And years later, I mean, I'm here and I'm happy because of that. And so, you know, I wrote my doctoral dissertation on hallucinogenics as items of spiritual sacrament, which is not something you talk to grandma about. And, uh, And that cost me. You know, I don't regret it at all, but a lot of people had a lot of thoughts about me. And uh, on this side of things, I can say, looking back, it was it was me saying yes. It was me going, I've got nothing else, and whatever I'm doing right now is not working. So I can stay in my house, I can stay in my homeland, or I can drastically shake things up and 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 roll the you know roll the dice and hope something changes. And in my saying yes, it absolutely saved my life. Another situation, questioning faith. I was starting to get deep doubts about what I actually believed because, I mean, I want to give my life to making spirituality interesting for people. And it wasn't even interesting to me. It was stale and rote and boring and actually, like, not even beautiful. And so I adventured on this journey of questioning everything I ever heard and pairing it up against science and art and philosophy and just logic and reason and I lost a lot of what I believed about the Christian faith growing up, and it's never returned, and I don't think it'll ever return. And was it a dark night of my soul? For years, yes. Man, I can't tell you how dark some of those nights were in my life. How dark I'd sit in the pitch black in my living room, thinking I was losing my mind because 
this God construct that I'd always believed in and, and thought would rescue me. Um, it's like he wouldn't answer the phone. It's like he changed his number and there was no way to get a hold of him. Yeah, it was death. And it hurt like hell. And it's not over. But man, on this side of things, it's just, it's so much more beautiful. Those nights were really, really, really dark. But the days now are so bright and beautiful. That cost me a lot. And it still does. But it's beautiful. There's another situation where I was, uh, somebody called me out about not trying to make amends with a friend that I really deeply cared about, but really screwed me. And, uh, man, those wounds were tender still years later. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm going to say yes to this. And I was called out to go try to, you know, make some sort of reconciliation there. And, um, yeah, I could have said, no, I'm hurt. I don't deserve to, they don't deserve my forgiveness. And uh, I just said, yes. And I thought, wow, here we go. And, um, it restored a beautiful friendship. Never would have happened had I not said yes. Was it easy? No. Was it awkward walking into that room? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. But you know what? It was, it was what was needed. And it came from saying yes. Even recently I had a job that I thought what I was going to love. And, uh, the, you know, the veneer fell off for quite a while after quite a while. Um, and, uh, the, you know, a couple of months ago I got fired without cause of all things. I brought this company more business in one year than they had done in years before, but, uh, had a great review the week before. And then out of the blue, well, not out of the blue because I challenged authority on some, some deeply concerning habits. I got fired without cause to the shock of the entire staff. And I came home and I, Within 15 minutes of me being fired, I was home telling my wife about the situation. And my first thought was, no, time to update the resume and go apply again. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm going to forge a new path here. I'm going to start my own company. It's something people have encouraged me for a long time. I'm smart enough to pull this thing off. And so I decided that's what I'm going to do. Me and buddy, me and a buddy are starting a new company and it's, we've been around a month and it's taking off already. And it's, it's what happens when you take that leap. When you, when you take that step, they're not easy steps. They're very, very difficult, but saying yes, saying yes, saying my life can be different. I can take charge of this. There's something really freeing to that. And so life's an adventure. I want to encourage you own it. Enjoy it. Make peace with who you are and where you're at. And if you're not able to make peace there, then leave. Don't plan an out routine yeah, well, in six months, I'm going to try to do this. And I'm going to make this change. And then, you know, I'm really going to try to apply for this position. If I'm not considered there, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe leaving. No, if you're miserable and everyone around you is saying you're miserable and you're losing joy, then drop out and walk away and forge a new path. Make peace with either where you are at right now and who you are or leave. Practice saying yes a whole lot more. Because you're a walking piece of human amazement and being frustrated with your current situation isn't good for you. It's not good for your psyche. It's not good for your situation. Yeah. 
It's not good for you or anyone else. I guarantee you, if you're miserable, your spouse is too. If you're miserable, your kids see it. They pick up on that. We're a lot more connected than we think we are. And I just want to remind you that you have way, way, way more power than you realize to change your life and your circumstances. And so say yes. Try new things. Get uncomfortable. Forge new lands. You know, experience new experiences. When a friend that you hadn't talked to in a while say, hey, you want to go see this movie and it's not the genre you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go check it out. Let's do it. That's all right. And maybe you might like it. Maybe uh, somebody invites you to a restaurant that's not your style. Oh, I don't like that type of food. Oh, I don't like this spice. Eh, I've never, eh, who eats that? No, go. Yes. The answer is yes. Let's go. I'm going to find something on a menu and I'm probably going to like it. And uh, who knows? Maybe you'll be invited to a new job to be part of a company that is starting. Maybe you walk away from your job to start something new. Is it terrifying? Yeah. Scares the hell out of me. But man, it sure is freeing knowing I can create my own destiny here. Knowing I can be a more present father, that I can take vacations with my kids that last more than five days because I have to get back to an underpaid job. Yeah. Want to go to vacation for three weeks? Guess who gets to do that? Because I'm forging new paths and you can too. Who knows? Maybe you'll be, uh, I don't know, invited to Switzerland. And after a long day of exploring, after you said yes to go, maybe you'll be invited to go skinny dip in a local lake under the stars. And maybe, just maybe, that's exactly what you need to grow. And maybe that's exactly what you need to be happy. Saying yes, yes, yes to these new experiences in the new year. And that's not to say that, like, you know, don't patronize it in the sense of, like, well, he said say yes to everything, and so I'm going to do some fentanyl, or I'm going to pick up a homeless person that had a gun hanging off their pocket, or I'm going to, you know, single ladies, you know, going and meeting some guy online and traveling across the country just to say hi to him. Like, like, yeah, you do that, you're going to get screwed, right? You know that. Push your limits, though. 2022 is a year to push your limits. It's a year to forge new directions. And maybe what you need to grow and be happy is to find yourself butt naked in a Swiss lake. I hope that happens for you. See you in 2022. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heath in Pursuit podcast. We look forward to being back with you next week. For more information on the various works of Heath Hollandsby, please visit heathinpursuit.com.